In today's show, we look ahead to Sunday for streaming. Is this it? Is this the end of your season? Let's make it not the end of your season. Let's get some guys into win, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore bball, on TikTok at redrock underscore bball, and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. That's pricepicks.com and the promo code is Locked On. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So here we are talking about Sunday, streaming options for Sunday. Also, the next four days. We've got our chunks. We've got, oh, actually we've got an eight-day look ahead as well. Just to have a look at what we need to pay attention to, how we can look ahead and make moves in the short term and the intermediate term as well. I think you know how these shows go by now, Warney. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> okay, let's stream in players for a Yahoo Points League for Sunday. Yesterday, the man was on the thumbnail of the show and he delivered today, Cole Anthony. There is a real risk that he shits the bed tomorrow. We have seen this many times from Cole, but with Jalen Suggs out again, we've got to run with him. The value was in the volume. You've lost a little bit of the volume from yesterday, but we're still going again for Cole Anthony tomorrow. Anyeka Okongwu. They are seemingly splitting minutes between him and Clint Capella. Now, about a week ago, it was like 30 minutes Capella, 18 Okongwu, and it made no sense for Okongwu to be a 12-team league player. But they've gone back to 24-24. Or in yesterday's case, yesterday, yesterday's case it was, where we saw 25 Okongwu, 23 Capella. So that makes him very, very intriguing. And he is available in a lot of different um, spots. Killian Hayes. Now it is a shit schedule for the Pistons next week with only two games on. But Hayes is available. He's going to play, I would think, sizable minutes on Sunday. So we use him. And then we can, we'll talk more about, we've done a show earlier today, week 22 preview. You can go check that out. We'll talk more about the value of guys heading into the week. But for now, yeah, we like it. Josh Kogi, Yes, he was amazing last time we saw the Suns. He is up and down for sure. But at least we know the minutes are there and the role is there. And maybe there's a little bit more usage with DeAndre Ayton out. KJ Martin in Houston, that value, value and volume and minutes have been there relatively consistently. He is going to be a little bit up and down just in terms of other production that's not points, but in a points league, that really helps him. Ludort. No, my son is also named Bort. Dort is a solid enough points league guy because his inefficiency doesn't hurt you that much. We know he's going to have a pretty strong role and he's available in lots of spots. So that makes him a good option. DeAndre Hunter. Now, Hunter's value could rise significantly because Trey Young is questionable. And if Young is out, they will give more opportunities to other players. So DeJounte gets a bigger boost, but Hunter, Bogdanovich, AJ Griffin, um, Aaron Holiday, not that interested in him, but these other guys get more usage. So Hunter, if he's a 36-minute-a-night player, is a good points league guy anyway. But without Young, the usage for DeAndre should jump up enough for him to get a value as a streamer. 
And then, yes, I am putting Marvin Bagley III, James Wiseman Sr., on this list because he's off the injury report. Now, I have no idea how Dwayne Casey is going to screw up the rotation, but Bagley is going to play because for some reason they believe in him. And while I don't think he's in line for 30 minutes a night, which makes him a category league option, in a points league, even if he gets 22-23, he might get enough there, given the barrenness of the waiver wire or the weirdness of the waiver wire at this point. Bagley is at least back into the mix. I prefer these other guys over him, but he's at least back into the mix if he's getting 20-plus minutes to be a Yahoo Points League streamable player. In ESPN Points Leagues, we use a different cutoff of 30% rostered to get these names, and there's a lot of similar ones here. Okongwu, Hayes, uh, KJ Martin, Josh Okogie, Lou Dort. But I'm going to throw Josh Richardson onto that list. I don't know where his minutes go. They are a little bit inconsistent at the moment with uh, the Pelicans and how they've been running things. They are obviously leaning more into Trey Murphy, which is great for them. It's not so good for Josh Richardson. But if he gets to 25 minutes, then there is some value in him. He played 17 minutes against the Lakers on Tuesday, which is bad, but 26 against the Rockets on Friday. Yeah, so 26 is enough. That's enough to have use. Dondre Hunter's on this list as well. And then Dorian Finney-Smith, who is really not rostered anywhere. But in an ESPN points league, there's quite a bit of value in him. Now, his minutes last game were rough, 24 of them. But he played 34, 38, 34, the three games prior to that. And the Nets also, as a bonus, have a really good schedule next week with four quality games. The only team to have four quality games next week. So not only do you stream Finney-Smith in for Sunday, but then we get the Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday of next week. So a relatively strong schedule coming up for Dorian Finney-Smith. So you benefit in the short term and hopefully you benefit in the long term as well. Before we get into category leagues, today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy. It's not your old daily fantasy. It's not salary caps. It's not thousands of people. It's you one on one against player projection. So you might see Dorian Finney Smith and he might have a points number set at 10.5. And, and you go, I think he's going to score more than that today. So you throw it into a lineup. You look at his teammate, Nick Claxton. It might be set at one and a half blocks. And you go, I'll go more than that. And you get between two to six of those individual player projections. You put them into a lineup and you can win up to 25 times your entry feedback. It's easy to do. You can do it in under 60 seconds. It's safe and fast. You can do it in over 30 US states and you can do it in the majority of Canadian provinces and territories. But it's not just the NBA. You can do it for the NHL. The NHL, yeah. Major League Baseball, men's and women's college basketball, European basketball, cricket, PGA, NASCAR, MMA, boxing, and of course, disc golf. So go to pricepicks.com or download the Picks app and sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, PricePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PricePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Let's go to category leagues. Who are we streaming in for the points category in a category league for Sunday? It is Lou Dort. He can go off for 20. He can score 12 on 12 shots, but he's got volume enough to be useful. I'm going to throw Josh Kogi into that mix as well. Um, he is obviously inconsistent, but there might be just one to two extra shots with no DeAndre Ayton and obviously no Kevin Durant there as well. The Spurs are going to be very messy. They have already ruled out Devontae Graham for a fake injury. They have already ruled out Jeremy Sohan for knee soreness. They have already said Bates Diop is doubtful and Birch is out. And they've also thrown Zach Collins on the injury list as questionable. So with Graham out, that does mean that there is a bigger opportunity for Branham, for Jones, and Wesley. And Branham is a scorer. Great great chance for him to put up some numbers. I'll also go to the Lakers here and look at Malik Beasley. It's up and down. There's no doubt about that with Malik. Minutes are up and down. 31, 32, 23. 
Okay. We're in a situation where we don't know if he gets 10 points or 30 points. The upside, though, is big. It's bigger than most players on this list. Isaiah Joe is maybe a 12 to 14 point player. Not a huge upside, I wouldn't have thought. Not nothing compared to Beasley. The Thunder are fully healthy as well. I'm going to throw Scooter Magruder. In fact, Rocket Rodney Magruder onto this list. Rocket, Rocket, Rocket. We can't think. We can't think. Sorry, come, on, come on, come on, come on. Will they start him or not? Now, there is an issue because Isaiah Livers might return and Marvin Bagley's going to return. So do they start Ivy Hayes, Wiseman, and then what? Livers and Bagley? Magruder and Livers? Livers and Omarui? I, I don't know. But Magruder has been playing honestly insane minutes for a guy who's not a rotation player. 32, 38, 34 minutes the last three games. And he should get mid-20s. It's enough to at least consider. And then his teammate, Marvin Bagley. Again, he could start. He could play 26 minutes as a starting power forward. Again, insane coaching, insane general managing, but that might happen. So they've got to be on that list. And then Eric Gordon with the Clippers. Kawhi didn't play today, but he'll be back tomorrow. I expect Gordon plays the back-to-back. And I think that he's going to be a useful player. He's played at least 26 minutes in seven consecutive games for the Clippers. That was after that game against the Wolves on the 28th of February. He played seven minutes, and they just sort of took him out of the rotation, which was obviously stupid. And he's played big minutes ever since. So he is a scoring option for us. For threes, a lot of similar names here. Malik Beasley, Isaiah Joe. Beasley's got that eight three-pointer upside, which is awesome for this sort of situation. Yeah, Joe obviously can be five threes, but his minutes probably don't push high enough. Magruder's been hitting a lot of threes. The other one to look here is Gabe Vincent in Miami. Um, he's maybe a three to four triples upside player, not gigantic upside compared to a lot of the other guys, but he is there. Grayson Allen should be back for the Bucks. He should move back and play 28 minutes as a starter and be able to hit three triples. At least a reliable source of triples, not nothing else but a reliable source. You've got the winner soldier, Max Struess. He's a very iffy, because I just don't know how they're going to run him playing time-wise. Yes, Lowry is out on Saturday, so when you watch the Heat box score from Saturday, you'll see that things change, but Lowry will return on uh, for Sunday's game. But Struess is in the mix. Dort's in the mix, and Finney Smith is also an option there to hit some threes, given that he should have a reliably consistent role. For rebounds, we're going to look to Phoenix. Jock Landau. Jock Landau. I don't know whether he or Bismack Biombo will start. I expect that Biombo will start. But both Biombo and Landau are rebound streaming options. Strong ones. Tory Craig, also a solid enough streaming option for rebounds. He doesn't do much else, but he's going to get more opportunities with eight and out. So Craig is an option there. And then in Detroit, again, it's Marvin Bagley. You've noticed I've mentioned Marvin Bagley's name a lot. It's because I know the Pistons make incorrect decisions, so they're probably going to play him. So we'll see how that goes. Kevin Love, not a great option. He has played back-to-back so far in Miami, but six rebounds maybe. The Cockroach, Mason Plumley. I don't think there'll be any limitations on Zubats on the back-to-back, but he has dealt with a calf issue, so maybe. But even in 19 minutes or so, that Plumley might play. You might get five to six boards out of him. Josh Okogie is a relatively solid rebounder, as is Tari Tank season. Even if he plays 21 minutes, you might get five or six boards out of Eason. So outside of Landale and Biombo, who are the big double-digit rebound upside players, everyone else looking at the five to six rebound guys. Well, maybe Bagley's a double-digit guy as well, depending on how much they play him. 
For assists, there are a few options available, which is great. Killian Hayes, great option for assists, the best one out there. And Dennis Schroeder comes in a pretty close second. They are the two premium assist guys there. I'd probably throw Joe Ingles into that mix as well, who can get five to six as a reserve. And then Corey Joseph, but we don't know how much they play him with fully healthy Hayes, Ivy, the return maybe of Livers, and Bagley, it squeezes guys a bit. But Joseph's been playing, again, an insane amount of minutes, and he's getting some good numbers. Austin Reeves is a pretty good assist player as well there in LA, getting those 28 minutes or so off the bench. He's a seven assist upside player. And you don't really often get these high upside assist guys available in 50% plus of leagues. In San Antonio with Devontae Graham out, both Blake Wesley and Malachi Branham are going to get more ball handling. Wesley's shown an ability to get six assists in 20 minutes. That's really strong. And he's available like everywhere. So probably not a 12 team streamer, but not. I'm not against it. Yes, Trey Jones is still there. Yeah, Sohan is out, though. He's a ball handler. So Wesley, he, look, if you're in a 16-teamer, like, I love Blake Wesley's value. And Branham, look, they, both these guys can be 12-teamers. Gabe Vincent's probably a more of a four- to five-assist player, but it's still way more assist value on the wire at the moment than we normally see. Let's look at some steals options. Um, these ones are... There's a lot of good value in the steals, guys. We, we know this. This happens quite a bit where we can get a lot of steals off the waiver wire. And we look at Matisse Thibel as the number one guy there. Killian Hayes, these are five steel upside players. Uh, Josh Okogi is a good steals guy. This is a three to four steals guy. Richardson's probably a two to three. So Gabe Vincent's more of a two. Tari Eason's a three steel guy if he can play 26 minutes. Cam Reddish is a three steals guy if he plays 30. And Lou Dort's like a three steals guy, but probably more two. But there is a lot of steals upside available. Thibel, Hayes, Okogi, Richardson, Vincent, Eason, Cameron Reddish, and Lugens Dort. All of those guys, again, it's very blatantly obvious. Steals and threes are abundant on the waiver wire this year. That is a common thread, I think, as we move forward, that you can find those things later in drafts and in waiver wire. So deprioritizing them in your fantasy drafts probably makes a little bit of sense. And when you can stream to really take advantage of that category. Today's episode, well, actually the most electric player of the week is brought to you by Nissan. The most electric player of the week, let's just go with Jokic because once again, he is the number one player over the last week in fantasy basketball as he's been the number one player for the majority of the season, as he's been the number one player for the majority of the last three years. He is unbelievably electric. We see these passes, the most highlight passes you'll ever see, but he's powerful. You put someone small on him, he's going to smash him in. He's going to absolutely back him into the goal and score whenever he wants. That combination of power, intelligence, elegance is exactly like the all-new 2023 Nissan Aria. It's all-new and all-electric, elegantly powerful, much like Nikola Jokic, although the Nissan Aria doesn't come with scratches built into its arms. It's scratch-free when you get it. The 2023 Nissan Aria packs pin-to-your-seat power and premium intelligence all-in-one EV. The all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria, the EV for people who love to drive. Shop now at NissanUSA.com. Let's stream in some blocks. Not easy. Go to Phoenix. They're the easy ones to go to. Bismack Biombo, Jock Landale. Easy streams. Drew Eubanks is a two-block streamer as a reserve. Bol Bol is iffy. He played like five minutes today. So I'll throw Bol in that mix, but they also made an interesting change, and they put the dart. Gogo Badadze in as the backup center. Problem with my Gogo Mobile. Gogo Mobile. No, not the dart. Not the dart. So I've got Bowl there. Badadze played over um, uh, Mo Wagner, 
So that's bold, but it might be Goga who we could stream in there. Christian Coloco seemingly getting some backup minutes in Toronto. Matisse Thibel's a good shot blocker. Jock Landale, Tori Craig, and Josh Koga. You'll notice three Suns guys there. There is quite a bit of value in streaming in the Suns players. And I just realized, I didn't tell you that today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. And now they've got a chance for you to win Built Bars at BuiltMarchMadness.com. To vote for your favorites, I'll be voting for cookies and cream very, very easily. So go to builtmarchmanders.com and you can vote for your favorite Built Bar flavor. And it's not just the satisfaction of voting for your favorite. You can win stuff. One in 50 Locked On listeners will win, or not one in 50, 50 Locked On listeners will win a free box of Built Bar. And one lucky listener will win a 12-month subscription to Built Bars. You get a delivery every month of Built Bar and their great flavors and their Built Puffs as well. Built Bar tastes so great because it's covered in 100% real chocolate, but it still is high in protein and low in calories. It's a combination that you can't beat. So go to builtmarchmadness.com right now to vote for your favorite Built Bar or Puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March. So hop in and support your pick. Let's stream in some field goal percentage. The cockroach, Mason Plumley. He's right up the top there. Very high field goal percentage player who we know is going to get 19 minutes or so at least. Marvin Bagley's up there. Wenyan Gabriel, who played a lot of minutes and played next to Anthony Davis last game. Very interesting. Larry Nance is on there. Drew Eubanks. Bismack Biombo. The Tank. Tom Bryant. And Jock Landau. So again, we're really looking at these Phoenix guys. Biombo, Landau, Akogi, Craig. Very, very strong streams in multiple categories with the absence of DeAndre Ayton and Kevin Durant. For free throw percentage, Dennis Schroeder is always a clutch guy there. Austin Reeves is a good free throw player. Seth Curry is playing some good minutes at the moment, so he's worth looking at. Grayson Allen, Cam Reddish, Gabe Vincent, Kevin Love, and Max Strew. So a lot of Miami options there towards the end of that list too to help you solidify or win, hopefully, that free throw percentage category. In terms of some injury replacements, well, with Aiton out, we are looking at Biombo. He'd be my first choice over Landau because I do tend to give Biombo the nod over Jock in these situations. If Trey Young is out, he is questionable. Then Bogdanovich gets the boost, followed by Hunter. And then I'd probably lean AJ Griffin if Griffin is actually able to play. He's been questionable, I think. Oh, no, he's not. No, it was Jalen Johnson who's questionable. Sorry. So Griffin's another guy there. Aaron Holiday will probably start, but only play like 18 minutes, which is important for deep leagues, but not really for 12s. Zach Collins' question, which is frustrating. But with him out, or if he's out, Sandro Mamakalishvili becomes a stream option for us. A rebound guy, a field goal percentage guy, he can score a little bit, he can block some shots. He does become an option in absolutely in all 14-team leagues. I'd probably actually add Sandro right now in 14-team leagues. And then if Zach is out, I, I crack, crack in for him on 12s for Mamu. You can also go Gorgi Jeng as well if you wanted to there. Or Dom Barlow for very deep leagues. Isaiah Livers is questionable. If he is out, it's Omarui, Bagley, and Magruder who will get the bumps and all probably become 12-team league stream options. And then the big one is in Portland. It's Jeremy Grant. If he is out, Trendon Watford is the option. Now, two games ago, three games ago, Watford was a DNP. They were healthy, and they went with Eubanks as the backup center, and we didn't get any minutes at all from Watford at Power Forward. Now, we do have Grant and Nasir Little, both questionable for Sunday's game. And if one or if Little is out, then Watford will get backup minutes behind Grant. And if Grant is out, then Watford plays huge minutes and becomes an elite streamer. But there's also a massive, massive downside risk with Watford, who's last three games, 23, 40, and 20, uh, 34. Pretty good. The game before that, zero. What it seems to me that is if one of their key players is out, Watford comes in. 
When they were fully healthy, zero minutes. With Simons out, 25 minutes. With Lillard out, 23 minutes. With Grant out, 40 minutes. So just need someone out. And we've got two questionable tags there in Little and Grant. Just need someone out for Watford to be useful. And obviously becomes more useful, or the most useful, if Jeremy Grant is out. But he looks like a solid option um, in that situation. But there is significant downside risk. If you look at the Sunday, Monday, back-to-back, if you're confident you're going to win this week, these are, there's quite a few teams that play Sunday, Monday. We've got Thibault, KJ Martin, Caruso, Beverly, Eubanks, Eason, Watford, Pat Williams, Cam Reddish. The Mavs are also on that back-to-back too. So Josh Green's not that looking that good. Jaden Hardy's looking terrible. We don't know whether um, Luca is going to play uh, in these games, which obviously is frustrating that we don't know that. But actually, no, the Dallas, Dallas doesn't have the Sunday-Monday back-to-back. Ignore that completely. They do not have that at all. And now I'm looking at this and realize that I put that. That's the wrong, that's the wrong slide up. I had, I had my dates completely mixed up. So all that back-to-back stuff I just said, starting with Thibault, ignore it. It's wrong. The only team, this is better, the only team that plays a back-to-back Sunday, Monday, is the Houston Rockets on the 19th to the 20th. They're the only team with two games. So KJ Martin, Tari Eason, Usman Garuba, probably not. Obviously, Porter and Green and that are already rostered and Jabari Smith, but it's really, really Eason, Jay Sean Tate even, although he might not play because of his ankle issue, but they, they're they the only team with that back-to-back, and I apologize for screwing those dates up. In terms of low-volume games, we're back in, because we've got some high-volume games coming up next week, we're back at looking at this for the next four days. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Wednesday's a 10-game day, so we're not really considering that as a streamer. So in the next three days, who are some options that give us value? A Kongwu's got two games in the Hawks. Okay. So that gives us um, a boost there for sure with those two games there um, and the fact that they've been sort of splitting minutes with him and uh, Capella. Cole Anthony's got two games. KJ Martin's got two, the weekend back-to-back, or the Sunday-Monday back-to-back. Josh Richardson's got two. Killian Hayes has got two. It's not a great week for Detroit with only two games, but they play Sunday-Tuesday. So hold your pistons until after Tuesday. Jalen Duran, passport legend. Two games for him. I don't know idea what, they ha- what happens with Bagley and Wiseman there, but Duran is the best player of that group and hopefully gets 27 minutes. But we roster him until Tuesday at least. Bogdanovich with two games and should get a boost if Trey is out Sunday. And Finney Smith has the two games there. And we'll talk more about the net schedule in a second. The next four days in general, Kongwu's got three games. KJ Martin's a good ad there with three. Bogdanovich has three. DeAndre Hunter has three. Tari Eason has three. They all have a real significant boost over the next four days of action, Sunday through Wednesday. Yeah, Sunday through Wednesday. And then there's DiVincenzo, who's only got two, and Kali Olenek, who's only got two. But both those guys are really useful ads, given how good they can be in their limited minutes. If we look just ahead to chunks now, upcoming chunks. So three games in four nights, we're looking at Atlanta, Houston, and the Spurs. Now, the Spurs is going to throw up all sorts of weird stuff with back-to-backs in there, and the fact that they're already listing guys questionable and out on Sunday. Um, with with you know fake made-up injuries. But they have three games in four nights. The fact that Collins is questionable Sunday means he might play only one out of the three, meaning Mamu's value goes up. Um, Vassell and Johnson are only playing max two of the three. Uh, Trey Jones, Branham, all these guys. There's going to be max two out of three for a lot of these players here. And maybe Graham only plays one out of the three. Four in five nights, nobody. Four in six, it's the Rockets, the Spurs, and the Thunder. Again, the Rockets will play everyone, confident with that. 
The Thunder are going to have an issue in one of those games with a back-to-back for Shea, but everyone else has got a nice little boost. And the Spurs, God knows. Honestly, God knows. It's just going to be all over the place. No one plays five in seven nights, and then there's a bunch of teams playing five games in eight nights. The Hawks, the Rockets, the Thunder, the Spurs, and then the Nets get thrown in there as well with a five game in eight night. And we talked about the issues with the Spurs. Shea's going to sit one for the Thunder. And then the Hawks with a Trey Young situation already uh, evolving. There's uh, quite a bit of value in these guys, Bogdanovich and Hunter and Eason and maybe Pig Williams uh, for Oklahoma City, maybe Joe. Uh, for the Spurs, maybe it is Mamu, maybe it is Branner, maybe it is Wesley, but does any of them play five? Probably not. And then there's the Nets with Finney Smith, O'Neal, maybe Seth Curry who can jump into that mix as well. And guys, that'll do it for me today. Again, apologies for that. Screw up on the back-to-backs. Hopefully, I caught it in time before you made any moves. Um, follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you are here on YouTube, you thumb it up and you leave those comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya. <laughs>